Welcome to the Tin Biscuit Podcast. Today's podcast, I just want to say a massive thanks and give a massive shout out to our sponsors that are RoomSucks.com, they're a bird care company, and Tenga.co.uk, they're a sex toy company. With both these companies, you can get 10% off your first orders by using the code TINBISCUIT at checkout. That's the code TINBISCUIT, capital T, capital B. Use that at checkout and you'll get some discount. So today we've got a new guest and that is Hannah Grace. Do you want to introduce yourself, Hannah? Hi, yes, um, I'm Hannah Grace. I've been in the adult film industry for the last two years. I'm 23 years old and I'm currently living in Columbus, Ohio. 23? Yes. That's a young age, so you started when you was 21. Correct, um, but prior to film I had done a, f- a few other things. I had um, modeled, I danced. Um, so really, I've been doing all that since I was 19, but just within the last two years, I started getting more into film work. What got you into the porn industry from sort of dancing to now? Yeah, so I started with dancing and modeling first when I was 19, 20 years old. And then um, during the COVID pandemic, that's when I started making my own content and getting more involved in the in the film community. Was that through OnlyFans? Because I take it OnlyFans had a massive uprise from maybe 2019 onwards. Yeah, um, it was like when I got on Twitter and started advertising it and I started following a bunch of people who were in the adult industry. And then I got um, I discovered by a couple of agencies and that's when everything just started taking off. So it was like when I got on Twitter that everything started happening. That's that's good to say when like some companies saw you on OnlyFans and then they approached you. Correct, yes, yes. So how did someone approach you? Was it more than one company or was it a few at one time? Um it was an agency. So there was an agency there they're in Los Angeles, California. They're called Cox Models. They work with a lot of amateurs, um, girls who are just starting out who are new in the industry. So they found me on Twitter. And they messaged me and they just asked me if I was interested in working in film, if I was interested in an agent and potentially traveling to L.A. to do some shoots. So I went through the whole application process, like getting all my my pictures taken for their website. And um, they were able to get me my first couple shoots in L.A. So that's that was my first launch into that industry. What did your friends and family think of you going from sort of dancing at the age of 19 to being in this history, history, this like industry now? Has it perceived as like a bit seedy, a bit dirty? But you shed some light on what people think the porn industry is to what it actually is. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you you brought that up because I feel like there's a lot of misunderstandings and, and stereotypes. Um my friends are, are supportive for the most part because they know me as a person and they know what my values are and what my background is and what some of my goals are for the future. So they know that just because I work in the adult industry doesn't mean I'm I'm ditching all of my other goals and everything else that I want to do. And I'm still the same person that I've always been. So they're more supportive. My family is a little more conservative. They're kind of <laughs> they're kind of religious and very traditional old school. So they don't really have like 
what what they think the adult industry is is based on their knowledge from like the 70s and 80s. <laughs> they don't really have like a um they don't really have like a good understanding of what it really is now. So when I started talking to them about it, they were just very against it and confused and they were worried about my safety and and what I was doing and what kinds of people I was surrounding myself with, but um I've sort of sat down and tried to educate them, sort of explain like this is what it really is, this is what it's not. Um I'm still like going to school and being a student. I still have other things that I'm working on and I'm I'm being safe and responsible of it. But even after mentioning all that, they're still not happy about it, but at least I've sort of tried to set them straight. So hopefully they'll they'll have a better understanding in the future. You say you're at school still. Is that high school sort of thing? Uh, no, not high school. I'm a college student. College student. <laughs> See, it's all different because in like, the UK, I think college is 16 to maybe 18, then it's university. Oh, From 16 okay. to like 21, maybe 23, 22. Um, what are you studying at school? I'm in psychology. Ah, right. So yeah. is there any reason... What's like your future plans with doing psychology then? Um, yeah, I want to go into like social work, maybe some type of counseling. I really want to work with people who have who are struggling with like their mental health, um, whether it's like anxiety, depression, eating disorders, family issues, anything in that in that category. I want to be like a um, someone who can walk people through those situations and be someone that they can talk to. So I'm thinking some type of social work, maybe some type of counseling. Um, I think one day I'd like to open up my own practice and be like a psychologist or something, but I don't know. I'm still, I'm still figuring it all out, but <laughs> that's kind of some of the ideas that I have. No, that's good. I had a girl on the podcast a couple of years ago that suffered from anxiety, and the irony of that was that she was a personal trainer. Mm. So she said she was, when so she teaches people to sort of train and that, and about diet, she, like, wouldn't necessarily go to the calories, because that's what sort of started her off as well. And it seems if you start ca- like counting the calories, that's not a good way to go. But anyway... That's like really cool. What do the people at school say? And do the like? Is there any lads or lasses that recognise you and try um, it on? Or is there any tension between you and the school people? Not really. So I'm an online student, so I don't actually go to the campus. I'm not in the classroom. I could be if I wanted to, but I travel a lot, so I like being able to just take my computer with me and I can work on my school basically wherever I am as long as I have an internet connection. Um, but no, nobody's rec- nobody's ever recognized me. I mean, I'm not, we have like online lectures, but nobody really sees my face or hears my voice or um, anything like that. So I, I try to keep my personal day-to-day life as separate from my um, career as much as possible um, so I don't go around just telling everyone I know that I'm doing porn. I try to out- keep some separation between yeah. it a little bit just so I can ha- feel like I still have some sort of privacy, if that makes sense. Surely it crosses over, though. 
sure it's soon it's going to cross over. I mean, do you ever get recognised in them like the street or has anyone recognised you in the street from one of your... Um, not really. I... No, not really. I mean, that's it's only happened once. I was at the airport. I was coming home, so I was at my home airport, and I was picking up my bag, and it was super late at night. I was very tired and hungry, so I was just really grumpy. And somebody came, somebody came up to me. It was not a good time to come up to me. If somebody did, and they were just trying to say hi and telling me that they knew who I was and um, asked for a photo, and I... I wish I, I sounded kind of mean, like I'd sort of told them to go away because I was just really tired. Um, but that was the only time that's ever happened. I don't really like go like when I go out, I don't nobody really knows who I am. I kind of live in a smaller town. So. Right. OK, then. So do you think when you um start becoming a psychologist or like, when like you do do you think you'll still carry on in the adult industry um i don't know honestly um i don't know when i plan on getting out of the industry i know it's not it's not going to be tomorrow but i also don't want to wait like five six seven years i'd sort of like it to be sooner than that i i think once i get my degree and I am established in a job, a professional job where I'm happy and content, where I don't feel like I need to work in the industry anymore, then that's where I'll start to step out of it. Once I have all those things and I start to establish myself a little bit more. Have you got a boyfriend or a partner? No, I don't. I've been single for um, almost three years now. All oh, right. Okay. I just wondered if, like, you had what's some like their take on um sort of everything. Going back to the adult industry, do like you feel exploited at all or being taken advantage of in sort of any way, or is there that in that sort of industry? Because again, we say that people um see it as a seedy industry where people take drugs, people are exploited, um, both men and women. Yes, that does happen a lot in the industry. It's definitely something to bring awareness to. Um, I personally, I've been grateful that I haven't had any sort of like traumatic experiences. Um, I've been fortunate to work with some very respectful, kind, talented people in in the industry. And I know not everyone is like that. Um, I just try to you know, use good judgment and be be responsible, make good decisions. I don't, I don't do any hard drugs. I try to limit my drinking. I don't, um, I try not to be around people who are giving me weird or, or off-putting vibes. I try to be around people that I trust who I know are going to take care of me and, and support me. So, um, I've definitely worked with some people that I, just ended up not really caring for and maybe we don't get along very well um but thankfully nothing traumatic or or scary has happened since I've been doing this so I'm I'm very grateful for that so so you personally has never felt threatened in like situations through like working in this um, industry I've felt pressured a few times like trying to be talked into doing something that I don't want to do. And that person is also aware that I don't 
want to do that thing. Um, but that's the worst of it. And in those situations, I just try to hold my ground and, and just let that person know that I'm not doing whatever it is that they're trying to talk me into doing and instead of giving in I just try to use best my best judgment and just stay true to myself so does does the pressure come from the all of the people you're you're working with does it come from the director does it come from the company or because like I would like would have thought before you go to a shoot you would have had all your sort of things already sorted the things you will do the things you won't do I mean is there anything it's your yes. favorite and anything you won't do yeah um there was actually like this wasn't really like a, a, a bad shoot but as far as like pressure goes um there was one scene i was gonna go do um and it was a rougher like a more rough um boy girl scene the director wanted a lot of um gagging and like a really rough bj a lot of like puking and spit and i told him that i wasn't super comfortable with the gagging and the puking and stuff i know that's kind of trending in the industry right now um but i personally that's not something that i'm comfortable with so i did tell him that up front and i got to the set and he was still asking me like to do it like still like telling me that he would pay more and that it would look really good on on the video and um just asking me like oh just try it once and see how it goes and that's kind of where I had two choices I could either give in just to make the director happy and so I wouldn't have to you know argue about it anymore or I could be a little more aggressive and tell him, Hey, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not comfortable. I've already told you. And that was the option that I chose. Um, and everything ended up working out. Like we just shot whatever I was comfortable with and he understood what I wasn't going to do. So he just kind of let the whole thing go. But, um, yeah, that, um, that stuff doesn't normally happen very much, though. There's usually good communication before the scene. Like you said, we, we usually go back and forth between what we what we do and don't do. Um, gagging, like really hard gagging and, and puke is something. One of the things I don't do, I also don't do anal sex. And um, I don't do anything that has to do with, like, urine or golden showers. That's, like, another huge fetish but those are really the three major things that i don't do do like certain scenes pay more um and like what what's the pay like in general um like my pain tolerance pay sorry sorry the pay oh i thought you said pain (laughs) okay (laughs) um like like for like a normal scene or yeah yeah um so if i'm just doing um like a normal boy girl scene just vaginal oral sex that can range anywhere from 800 to a thousand just depending on who the company is some companies have bigger budgets so they can pay the talent more 
some companies are smaller and they don't have as big a budget, so it's a little bit less. Um, I know anal pays more. Anal pays like 1200 maybe a little bit more. Um, and I've been asked to do anal scenes several times. And I always turn them down because I just don't, I don't like doing it. So, <laughs> but it's, it's, there is pressure to like do scenes that are trending in the industry, like anal and, um, like the rough, the rough sex scenes. Like it seems like every few months, there will be like something that's sort of trending that a lot of people are shooting. And of course, like my fans and people who are watching me are going to ask me, well, why aren't you shooting this? Or when are you going to do this? Or, you know, when are you going to work with such and such? And um, I just, you know, I know people want to see certain things, but I also think it's important to stay within my own comfort limits and only do things that I'm comfortable doing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Is And is there any bitchiness between, like, the girls that you've come across or in general if one person gets one scene or gets one job and the other person doesn't? Or have you made a lot of friends doing what you're doing? Yeah, I've I've actually made some pretty good friends doing this. Um, I try to, I'm not someone that likes a lot of drama. I don't like to be part of any drama. I don't like to, uh, what they call like Twitter fights or like internet fighting where people are just trying to insert themselves into drama because they think it's entertaining or they just like to feel like they're part of it. Um but I try to just focus on my own work and keep my head down and not uh, try not to offend anybody because it's so easy to offend people. Um, I like, for example, um, last month I um, was on Twitter and I made a post. This other girl got upset because the post I made was talking about um, I saw a video on Pornhub that was upsetting to me it was this this guy was um drowning it looked like he was drowning this girl in a lake and um I knew who the girl was I knew it was like it was consensual and whatever but just seeing that for some reason was upsetting to me it just looked like he was literally like holding her head down underwater and like shaking her and trying to drown her. And, and it, it was upsetting and I didn't like it. So I, I sort of went to Twitter to vent about it, about how I didn't like this type of porn and I didn't understand why people were into it. And um, some people got upset that I had said that, like they thought I was, kink shaming or like shaming like shaming people who were into that sort of thing and I took the post down right away because I felt like I really was offending people when I was just trying to just discuss an opinion that I had but apparently if you have any opinion about any type of porn that's negative it just offends people that are into that category. So, uh, so I just try to just be very neutral and just not 
say or do anything that's going to offend anybody because that's the last thing I want. But I have made a lot of friends. I've made some friends that I hope hopefully stay in touch with for a long time. Um, and because of my personality and who I am, I've been able to avoid a lot of the drama. So I hope it stays that way, too. <laughs> I think you'll find in this day and age and anything you say will offend someone. <laughs> It doesn't matter what you Yeah, it's hard. And I'm kind of a more sensitive person. So when I feel like I've offended somebody, I I take it really personally. And I feel like, you know, bad, like I've really done something wrong. So I don't want to be in a situation like that. So I only post on Twitter, like when I'm trying to advertise a video or if I'm releasing something or anything that has to do with my work i don't i try not to get too personal on there yeah yeah because you say advertising your work um will go to um you've got a scene from the foster tapes mm-hmm. and yeah. also from gil boss as well yes do you want to tell us about them ones because like they're the newest ones that are out at the minute from you are there um, well, Foster Tapes, actually, that was one of the first scenes I shot. So that was, um, I shot that two years ago when I was first starting out, but it didn't get released, like actually released online until months later. So it looks like a newer scene, but it was actually shot two years ago. Um, I did just make my first debut on bang.com. Um, they're a pretty big platform. They, I think they've got over 500,000 followers on Twitter. Um, but I was really excited to do a scene with them. So I did that last month and it hasn't been released yet. So hopefully it'll, it'll come out soon, but I just did a scene with them and then I am working with another porn company called the flourish you might have seen them on my header or I have like a little banner on my twitter that has their name on it but they're a growing a growing company right now trying to get their name out there so I've been working with them a lot um and I've been taking a couple weeks off so I don't know who I'm going to be shooting with next um but those are some things that I've I've been doing recently. Do like people approach you or do you approach them or is it a bit of both? Because like you say you've had two weeks off and you don't know really what you're shooting next. I that you gotta send any emails off. Um yeah, so like I this is kind of where like agencies are good for this because if you have a good agent then they are getting you work constantly and you don't have to worry about trying to get your own work. Um, What's different for me is I live in the Midwest. I live in Ohio. So I'm not in the big cities where a lot of porn is being shot. I don't live in LA or Vegas or Florida. And those are the three states where most of the work is. So if I want to work with a big company, I have to constantly be traveling And sometimes I don't want to be away from home. I like being at home. I have a lot of friends that I'm close to and my um, 
my siblings are all here. And so I, I like to be home too, but if I want to work and get good scenes, I have to be in one of those three cities. So, um, what I do is I will usually plan a trip. I'll decide where I want to go and I'll pick out my dates. I have, I usually get my own flight. Um, and then I'll decide where I'm going to stay. Sometimes I'll get, I'll pay for a hotel or an Airbnb. I do have a lot of friends I know now in LA that I can stay with. I have some family out there as well. So I try to figure out where I'm going to stay, get all that figured out. And then I will tell my agent that I'm coming to LA on these dates. And then they will put my dates on their website so that companies can go on their website and see that I'm coming to LA. Um, but usually I'm only there for like a week, maybe 10 days. So it's not really a lot of time to get a lot of work. So I'll usually try to get my own stuff too. And what that Twitter is very good for that because I can just find a company's profile on Twitter and I can send them an email or a, a message and let them know that I'm coming and see if there's any interest. So it's usually a mix of both. My last trip, my agent got me some work, but it wasn't as much as I wanted. So I had to get some myself, but I've been out there enough times that I, some people I can shoot with again and again because they're a smaller company and they need that content so I can just let them know I'm coming and they'll work with me. So it's a mixture of both. And you got only fa- planning. Sorry, go on. Go on. No, I was just saying I do have to do like a lot of planning on, on my part as well. Yeah, and also you've got only fans, I suppose, haven't you? You've got only fans there. But when you're not doing porn, you you also like to run. Right? Yeah. Like you've got yoga, cycling, so like you like to keep yourself pretty fit. How did you know all that? <laughs> ah, you see. <laughs> and also, well, I've got it here in, in notes. Also, you've got a cat, Loki. Mm-hmm. So, like, do you, do you like the outdoors? I do. Um, I do love the outdoors. I do love um, fitness. Um, I do, like, uh, one of the reasons I love being at home is because the gym that I go to is, like, a two-minute walk. So I can walk there and they do a bunch of different classes. So I'll, I'll do yoga. I like to do dancing like Zumba and um, cycling. And yeah, I like the outdoors. I like to go hiking. I love going hiking. I've done a couple of camping trips. Um, I like doing water sports like canoeing and kayaking. It's just very snowy here right now. It's winter. Um, so I've been spending most of my time just going to the gym or staying inside. I like to read. I like to watch movies. I watch a lot of documentaries and and um, reality TV shows. And uh, I'll just hang out with my my friends and my two cats. So <laughs> are you are you two cats? <laughs> I have two cats. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it says here that you um, want to start your own podcast one day, hopefully. I would like to. That's something I've thought about for a while. Um, I I would like to start a podcast that just talks about sex work. Like, 
I do a lot of different things. I, I do film. I do dancing. I've done modeling. I am a content creator. I've done OnlyFans and many vids. So I feel like I've learned a lot from doing all that. And I know when you're starting out for the first time, it's very hard trying to know what to do and what not to do, what's safe and what's not safe. And because nobody just gives you a manual and like, here, here's how to be a porn star. Like, here's how to be a dancer. Here's everything you need to know. Nobody really does that. So I want to, I want to like be someone who can educate those new people who are just starting out and, and help guide them so that they're being safe and they're happy and they're, learning the ways of the industry so go do it just like set one off it's dead easy yeah i know i i'm i'm like a type of person right i have so many ideas in my head so many projects i would like to start it's just a matter of sitting down and actually doing it that i struggle with but i don't know maybe that'll be the next thing i start working on Go for it. If we had snow in like the UK, I'd be out all day making snowmen and just throwing snowballs at people because uh, I, I hate we, it. We, you hate the snow. I don't like it. <laughs> really? <laughs> Not really. I think it's pretty to look at when you're inside in a warm area. Then you can look out and it's very pretty. But I don't like being cold or having to drive in snowy weather. It's just an inconvenience. It's a bit dodgy driving in the snow and ice, to be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what does the future hold for you? What are you hoping to, like, go to? What's, like, sort of coming up? Um, man. So, I have um, the Exotica Adult Convention is starting up again this year. They have – it's a big, like, convention – and for adult performers and fans you can like go if you're a, a fan you can go and you can meet all your favorite adult stars and they a lot of the, the um a lot of the adult stars that are there will have their own booth set up so they can promote themselves they'll have like a big banner with their name on it they'll be selling like t-shirts or stickers or photos things like that um, I went last year for my first time and I had my own booth and I had a really good time. Actually, it went really well. I, I'm not a super big name or everybody knows me. So I had a lot of people coming up to me asking who I was, like what scenes I had been in. Um, so it was a good way to get my name out there. And the first one that they're having this year is in April and it's in Chicago. So I have already started preparing for that. I am getting some new merch made, hopefully, um, some new T-shirts. Maybe uh, I want to do some phone cases as well and some new um, 8 by 10 signed prints. So I'm getting ready for that. That's in two months. Um, so after that... Um, I don't know. I'm just focused on school and I usually take things one day at a time. I try not to think about the future too much because I'm always changing my mind about my plans and what I want to do. So I know like 
what I want to do now, like two months from now, could be something completely different. So, but hopefully just continuing to work on my own platforms, continuing to make content for OnlyFans and mini-vids, um, continuing to travel. I do like traveling, so I'd like to do some more of that. Um, I would like to work with some more bigger companies, continuing to work with the agency that I'm at now, and just continuing to grow and learn and be part of the industry while also focusing on school and my professional life as well and just keep doing what I'm doing now so you need to get some mugs along like we teach some mugs yes I love that that's a great that's a idea. idea so where can people find you then because like you're on quite a lot of like platforms we'll put everything in the description below but do you want to tell people where they can find you yeah, so um, I'm on Twitter as RedheadHannah98. Hannah is spelled H-A-N-N-A-H. Um, I did change my username recently, so um, I've had people, like, tell me that they can't find my Twitter or whatever, but I did just change my username a few months ago. So it's RedheadHannah98 on Twitter. I am also on Instagram as Hannah Grace 98 underscore. I am on OnlyFans as Hannah Grace 98. And I'm on ManyVids as Hannah Grace Vids. There you go. We'll put, we'll put everything in the description. Thank you very much for taking the time out to come on. You're more than welcome to come back on whenever you want. It's an open podcast. It's all free speech and all unedited. And anyone's welcome on to talk about anything. So thank you very much for coming on. Go out thank and enjoy the snow. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so again. much. You take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. You too. Bye. The Tim Biscuit Podcast.